Of the podcast, I am your host, Shane Told. It is so nice to have you for another episode of Lead Singer Syndrome. That's where I talk to other lead singers about what it's like to be the front man or front woman of a band. In this case, of a few bands. We got a great episode this week. I sit down with my buddy, one of my favorites, just one of the best dudes, Donovan Malero of Hail the Sun. He's got a brand new band. They're called Nova Charisma, a two-piece with his buddy Sergio. You know him from all kinds of stuff, too. We talk all about that. They're keeping it in the family. But I heard this EP, wow. And I was like, yo, Don, come get on here, man. Let's let's chat about this EP, everything you're up to. I know Cianvar, his other band is done. But Hail the Sun, they're on tour right now. I just saw them. If you want to see a show that will blow your mind, go see Hail the Sun on their tour right now. They are just killing it. And, I mean, Donovan Malero, one of the most talented people. I mean, this guy can sing. This guy can write. This guy can play bass really well, apparently. And he's also a phenomenal drummer. So, Donovan's back on the show. So happy to have him and uh yeah well you know you guys can always get in touch with me that's something i like to remind you of and uh i gotta say the last week didn't get as many emails Hmm, i don't not sure why i'm not mad um it's less work for me i guess uh but if you do want to get in touch with me no problem lead singer syndrome at gmail.com i read all my email and i try to get back to everybody but i do in fact fail quite often to be honest if you want to help out the show check out the lead singer syndrome all access club donovan malero he's a member actually so yes check it out leadsingersyndrome.com slash all access for as little as six dollars a month that gets you in gets you the bonus episodes the bonus content access to a great community and if you pay a little bit more you get some merchandise sent to your house It's just a really good time, and it is what keeps this show on the air. This show will always be free, but because of those people donating and helping me with their hard-earned money, we're able to do this thing every single week for almost 200 episodes. Man, 200. That that is just mind-blowing. Mind-blowing to me. So uh, other news with me, my band Silverstein, we're in the studio right now. Recording and uh, yeah, it's it's we've got we're off to a great start. We're we're going really fast through this, you know. Sometimes recording processes they can take a while, you know. I think the last record we we ended up spending almost twice the time we expected on you know pre production, getting the songs ready, and then just like certain things took forever. This record's going really fast, really streamlined. So I think it's a good sign. And any nerds out there. They're talking about microphones, and some people like this stuff. Right now, as I record this intro in my car, 
I am using an EVRE320 broadcast microphone, which is a great mic. I don't know if I'd record lead vocals with it. A mic I do use on this podcast uh, to record these intros sometimes is called a Shure SM7, which is a legendary microphone, broadcast microphone. However, that is the microphone chosen to record the vocals on the new Silverstein album. And it's kind of crazy because we were shooting it out against other microphones, like some vintage Neumann microphones, U47, U87, U67. These are like crazy expensive microphones. Like some of them are like five grand or more. And uh, the Shure microphone, you could just go to Guitar Center and you can buy it for 399 bucks. Uh, so yeah, it's pretty crazy that the, the most expensive gear doesn't always win. But we're in. We're doing vocals. Yeah, I think we're about 40% of the way done the record. It's really, really exciting. And I think everyone is going to be super stoked on this. The songs are turning out really, really great. Really, really cool. We're doing some cool production stuff. So my boy Sam, he's killing it. So that is what's new with me. I want to thank everyone who listened last week to my talk with Matt McAndrew of Slaves. I don't know if all the voice people came out of the woodwork or something, if they got some keyword search, but we had some big numbers last week. A lot of people tuning in to listen to that episode, and it was a great one. If you missed it, go back. Go back after that and check out the other 190-whatever episodes uh, and tell a friend. Tell a loved one. If you like the show, write a review on iTunes, preferably five stars. Do whatever. Do whatever. Join the Al Access Club. That's the best way to help the show. But I really do appreciate all the support. I think we had our biggest month ever last week. So this is really cool, you know, to finally be hitting our stride almost 200 episodes in. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And make sure you hit that subscribe button, whatever you're listening to this on. Well, I think it's time. Let's get into it. Here's my conversation in my car, sitting in my car in downtown Toronto with Donovan Malero of Hail the Sun and Nova Charisma. I know I'm a loud motherfucker, so it's uh, it's good. Yeah, before the uh, mics were turned on, I mean, I don't want to say this is not true, but I, I like to say this stuff just to like piss people off. Like, oh, all the good shit comes out before you start rolling. Yeah, yeah. But occasionally you do say something interesting. Yeah. You know, like I haven't seen you in a while, and you know, catching up a little bit and just talking about stuff. And and the first thing that we started talking about is uh, co-writing. Yep. Which is I think something that a lot of, you know, casual music fans really don't know that much about. Yeah. It takes place in the background, that's for sure. Yeah, because, you know, the band is the band. People want to think that the guy that, you know, is singing the song wrote the words. Yeah. Right? It's like a personal thing. And yeah. The, the tattoos tell a story, man. You know? <laughs> but when, it, when, it, when a lot of times it turns out that that's not really the case, and... More and more in, you know, let's just call it like punk music, mm-hmm. um, these co-writes are taking place 
um, more and more. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously been a thing in pop music for such a long time, and sure, um, goes and way back. Too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, definitely more recently with bands of our genre, are they just getting together? Even with other band homies who are in the yep. same scene and just seeing what comes together when you put two minds, uh, yeah, on an idea instead of just one. Have you um, done any co-writes, either for Hale or anything else? We did our first official co-writing session with Hale uh, in July with Curtis Peoples and uh, Dan know. Whitmore. Oh, uh, I know that name. Is that a, is he a producer? They, I think they're both producers, but Curtis worked a lot with Pierce the Veil. Oh, yeah, okay. And uh, Third Eye Blind, I believe. Oh, okay. And uh, I think Dan, I, I'm not too familiar with Dan's catalog, but I know that they're kind of like a team. Right. So right. we took some ideas to them and just helped flesh out some ba- some some basic ideas and melodies. But what we really got from that was it kind of reaffirmed our ability and where we were at in our career as songwriters when we brought something sure. in and thought, okay, what can you guys do with this? And um, from <laughs> from a completely different standpoint, they the the song that ended up being the, the recent single that we just released, uh, "Devastate and Recalibrate," yes, was yes. already. Um, there really wasn't. There was almost no amending on that. Song. Right, it's like this is pretty much there, dude. I sh- I showed them the vocal melody I had in mind, um, and there were a few things here and there in the verses that we fucked with. But other than that, it stayed kind of the way it was, and that was cool. So much of that, I feel like, can be a matter of opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, like Absolutely. when you're like when you're working with a producer, a producer could, if they wanted to, suggest a change in every single song. Yeah. Or probably could just not really make any changes, and who really knows what's better? Exactly. You know? And we've we've worked with both styles of producers, mm-hmm. producers that are like, oh no no, like this this chorus isn't a chorus, and it's mm-hmm. a pre-chorus. You got to write another chorus, yeah. and it's like, well, really? And then yeah, or or like, or you need to cut this B chorus and change it around, or yeah. you know, all this stuff. And then there's other producers that literally like say, no, nope, sounds good. Like maybe we. They, you know, they're more interested in like maybe the the tones, right, or the right. sounds, exactly. or or like maybe changing like a drum, like literally, like it could be something as simple as like, oh, well, you're, the drummer's playing that on the hi hat. Maybe he should play that on the crash cymbal. Yep. You know, um, we've had that as well. It, it's such a matter of opinion. Yes, it yes. really is. And and if you're with a co-writer or a producer that shares the same vision, it's easier to get across the finish line. Um, yeah. with the same types of ideas. Totally, totally. I think though sometimes though, and I think everyone's a little guilty of this. It's mm-hmm. like, and I've I'm been really conscious lately, like later in my life in the last let's say few years to not do this. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I think like if you send me a song you write, and I'm listening to it for the first time, I'm gonna like I'm not gonna listen to it the same way that I would listen to like my favorite band song. Right. I'm gonna listen to it in a way that I'm looking. To change shit, yeah, right. And I think producers do that. I yeah. think that that they have to. You have to almost be like, okay, let's not go into this saying, yeah. okay, what can I change? Because it's almost like, what's my value if I don't yeah. change anything? Am I not good enough? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but when you're talking about bands like you, Hail the Sun's been doing it for ten years, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, ten, ten years now. Yeah, ten years. And all your other projects and all this other stuff you've worked on, you know, you're when you're bringing a song to the table. You're pretty sure that it's like going to make some sense. It's going to be sensical. Usually, right? yeah. So. That 
that's the whole idea. In fact, it's it's funny, it's interesting thing to think of because what if the producer, let's just say, of uh, My Chemical Romance, right. um, I'm not okay. Hmm. What if that had gotten to the, to the producer in its final stage that we hear it right now? I wonder if it would have gotten changed at all because the producer would have thought maybe it did though. Maybe it got changed along the way. Like we don't really know that. What if it showed up the version that we hear exactly how it how it is? What if it came that finished? How would how we oh. hear it now and. I wonder if they would have said this is already perfect or if they would have changed That's it. That's the thing. I don't know. Interesting. I don't know though. That's the thing. We've and I feel like we've had with Silverstein, we've done we've done records with producers that are more like a little more hands off, yeah. a little more like well, you, it's your song, do what you want. Yeah. And they'll have like very minor suggestions and then we've had like guys that want to rip apart the songs and I don't I don't know. Yeah. You can't It's one of those things like it is what it is now and you can't really go back and and change it so do you like to be this is um, totally I just popped in my head do, do you like to be um, vocally produced as in told how to deliver stuff and, and given uh, feedback like do you like that I guess being pushed as you as one would say or do you mostly want them to just cap push the record button on your um no I, I like some direction okay cool. I'm, yeah. the, I'm the same way I, and I and I especially like the the main thing and this is totally not I mean, it's music related, but not. Mm-hmm. When we do a video, I hate when the director doesn't tell me what to do. I'm the exact like, same way, Tell me what dude. to do. If you want, if my, if it looks cool when I raise my arms, tell me to do that. Yeah. If like I'm making a stupid face, tell me I'm making a stupid yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. Like I hate that. And 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 like I guess that's sort of the same way with with uh, with singing too, because mm-hmm. I'm in the studio. Like I'm I'm in like I have tunnel vision. Like a lot of times I'm in the studio. Like I'm just trying to hit the notes, man, and yeah. get the words out right. I'm not always. I'm not necessarily at the stage where it's. I'm like looking for that magical take yet. Yeah. yeah. And they're the ones that are listening for that. So mm-hmm. sometimes, yeah. I, I personally, yeah. I I really need that. But I'm I'm different. I feel like you're probably a way more like the words and the melodies and the pitch for you is probably comes a lot easier hmm. than me. I don't know. I sing things like I'll sing things like a hundred times. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll do things a, a bunch for sure. And sometimes I've worked with producers who I'll do some, something t- twice and they're like, great, we got it. And to me, it's been edged in my brain that more more takes equals better outcome. So I'm always, I've, I've actually questioned producers before. This happened recently. Mm-hmm. And they were like, sat me down and were like, you have to trust me. If, right. If, we, if you did this in two takes, three takes, and I think it sounds good. Everything sounds great. You're concerned about your pitch. But I'm telling you, your pitch is great. Your delivery is great. Just go with it. And that was tough because I'm used to doing things like 10 times, even though the first take was excellent. I'm like, well, let's just do nine more just to be safe type right. of mentality. And recently I worked with, it was actually Brian McTurnan. Who, oh, yeah? Yeah, who was like, dude, you nailed it in these two, two or three. And he didn't, he didn't use um, take files for vocals. He like just would comp it right there, and that was it. Well, yeah, yeah, and that that almost lit. That was a different type of fire underneath me because I didn't feel more pressure, but it was just strange that he was like, "You've you're nailing this," and I'm not seeing it a million times, and uh, and and he was like, "You just have to trust me on on mm. the fact that these it's gonna it's gonna come out good." Like like I'm hearing it; it's sounding great. I mean, that must just that's just your your talent, I think, man. And Brian McTurnan, that's a guy I know Brian very well. He's a guy that's recorded bands for what? I mean, I don't want to say maybe dude. thirty years, but getting there. Yeah, like, definitely. He's a guy that's recorded, you know, classic punk 
records, and he's heard, he's definitely heard some pretty Ex- bad singers. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exactly. But, but I don't know, man. I'm, I'm still, like, from the school that, and here's partly why. So I was reading this article one time, and I can't remember what producer it was, um, but it was, like, a guy that does, like, pop. Like, he just recorded, like, Rihanna. Okay. Like, shit like that. And the interviewer, was, like, some industry magazine, and the, the interviewer asked him kind of like about how he records vocals and mm-hmm. he says what i do is i have the singer sing 10 takes of the part whether it's the line or the you know the verse or like whatever i have them do 10 okay he says we don't talk about it we just unless there's something like really like off right and 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 he says i did 10 takes and i only listen to like 8 9 and 10 Oh, and I wow. comp and I comp from eight, nine, and ten. He said it's always the best takes are always the last three. I've never heard of that because he says that the, basically the singer after doing it that many times they know what they're doing. Yeah. They found it. Damn. They're giving it a little bit maybe extra on some of the parts where they can. Yeah, they're more comfortable with it. Um, so I don't know. So That's so when I read that, I'm like, okay, well, I should. I think I should do a bunch of takes. But for me, like, I don't know. I I think it's weird because my vocals always come out fine and. And you know, of course, like yeah, something great. like pitch. I mean, this this people don't know this, but like pitch can be fixed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like every record has auto tune on Everything, it. Dude. Just because it doesn't sound like T Pain doesn't mean it doesn't have auto tune on it. Mm-hmm. Every record has auto tune <laughs> on it. So like pitch sometimes is I don't want to say it's the last yeah. thing you should be worried about, but it's it's not if, as important yeah. as this was like when Brian McTurnan started recording. Yeah, records. exactly. Yeah, if right. the energy's there and the performance is there normally, then that's what they're gonna that's what people prefer and then just maybe nudge the pitch a little bit. But yep. That's the industry secret. That's that's, that's the <laughs> this is why people listen to this shit. <laughs> um well uh that's a big long intro, man. Like ten minutes of talking about that, but I love that stuff. Um I'm here with Donovan from Hail the Sun, uh and also from a brand new band, Nova mm. Charisma. Yeah. Two piece band with you and your friend Sergio, and it's cool, man. This is like, I feel like I love talking to an artist when things are real fresh, real new. Yeah. And all you have so far out is one EP mm-hmm. on Equal Vision, uh, Exposition One, Yeah, correct? That's it. And uh, three songs? Three songs. And they're all bangers. Thank you, dude. Uh, as to be expected with Donovan. Um, tell me how this project came up, uh, and, and is it partly to do with uh, Sienvar? Uh, part, like uh, breaking up, I guess. Yeah, for lack of a better word. Absolutely, man. Uh, so, just once we all had decided that it was time for Cianvar to go on its hiatus or on its way out, Sergio and I still wanted to continue working together, and we worked so well together, and we have for a bit. And we'd always talked about. I wonder what it would be like if you and I just worked on something, but it never really made sense because we always had Cianvar. Right. So, um, once that had finished for the time being we ended up doing what made the most sense for the next step logically and that was continue on with our visions and our mu- our musical partnership and form Nova Charisma and so we did and we and it was really cool to start it we flew out um, overseas we did riding out there uh, to see where overseas start. we went to uh, um, the shortage area of London and we got an apartment there we chilled there, and then we went to. Um, we, I'd go back and forth from Vegas to LA with him, and um, we ended up just 
it started i mean it, it's branded as a two piece and it was it was really cool to just have to work with another person especially someone who was so much on the same page right. as i but we also uh, very shortly after started riding with carlo and our, our friend carlo marquez he was the old drummer for stolas and yes sergio's um, whole band yeah yeah exactly yeah. and so he would write with us and that's when we felt like our sound really clicked it just made sense and so we wrote a bunch of songs with carlo and then we thought well why don't you just track the drums for these as well and like be a part of this which is surprising like when i looked at your i think it was like your band camp Page yeah. and it had kind of the credits of you know Brian McTurnan recorded it yeah. and you did the um, uh, vocals and and Sergio did the guitars and mm-hmm. all that stuff. I thought it was very interesting that you didn't play drums because you're such an accomplished drummer. Thank you. And you play in Hail the Sun, mm. uh, you know, in the studio and and live too sometimes. So I was surprised um, when you guys were writing. Whether I mean maybe not in London if you're in an apartment, but. Were you playing drums at all in this? No, I saw so it wasn't I, until you were stateside, I guess. Uh, yeah, and and I I really like to perform and write on bass. So this whole time, um, I I've, I've done a lot of bass writing through every band I've been in for the last ten fifteen years. So on with Nova Charisma, um, I wrote the bass and I tracked the bass on that. Mm-hmm. And so what was really cool about that was having a drummer. I, I'd sometimes have drum beats come to mind where I would voice them to Carlo. But we're so like-minded, he kind of, we'd be on the same wavelength anyway. So it was really cool to be able to say to do something that I would also normally do, but not having to do it myself on drums. I could just keep the bass guitar on me. And when right. I write bass, I like to guide songs along um, with with the melody in mind that it's going to be you vocal. You never hear anyone talk about writing on a bass yeah <laughs> that's that's really unique though dude i i bass is usually it. an afterthought right you have like guitars and drums and then you kind of like the bass is the, the bass can really be the the missing link don't mm-hmm. get me wrong yeah but so much of the time i feel like the bass is not the instrument you would think of as a writing tool yeah dude and i've always written on bass i love writing on bass because i feel like you can have a guitar lead if sergio is doing something crazy uh in the case of nova charisma or a lead that repeats, I instantly hear bass lines, and I write down and I write them down, and in doing that, I can help guide what my melody is going to be, mm-hmm. and where the key is going to go, and if there's going to be a key change or what the next progression is going to be. I love doing that on bass. Right. So being able to be on bass with a drummer in the room, a very good drummer, and with Sergio on guitar, it was it was very very uh, f- um, f- uh, not fluid. What's the word? Fluent, fluent. Okay. It just it just was, it was a well a well oiled machine. Right. So I I got to write, write the bass, record the bass for all of Nova Charisma, and have Carlo drum on it. But it was really the three of us that found that sound. Right. And uh, and it really worked. And we wrote a bunch of songs together that way. Have you guys started? Have you guys done any live shows? No. That I, is, I've heard you're doing some stuff in line. Yeah. Just yeah. Just kind of getting out there in so, front of the kids. Yep. On on some of the shows. Um, Sergio and I will grab an acoustic guitar and head out and play to the line. And it's crazy because people know the songs already. We'll play an old old CMR song, and then we'll usually do a Nova Charisma song as well. And people know it, and it's fucking awesome, dude. Well, this tour is cool. Uh, The Mental Knife Tour, which is named after, you know, the last full-length Hail the Sun record, obviously. And your first headliner in a while. Yeah. And you've brought out 
a cool kind of group of of bands. And I was talking to Shane, uh, your Shane, not me, not to myself, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, backstage a little bit, and he mentioned he used the term the family. Mm-hmm. Is that a term you guys like talk about? Because I, I mean, it's in very incestuous. These these <laughs> bands, do you know what I mean? Like they are. with with. I mean, Will, of course, you know, Will Swan with, with the Blue Swan Records yeah. and Sianvar, obviously, he being a part of that band. Mm-hmm. Also, Royal Coda, who's on this tour. Yeah. Uh, and Sergio's in that band. So everyone's kind of together. And I think that's really cool for your fans because a lot of people just are have become fans of the family. Right. Uh, which is kind of a cool way to approach... Yeah. You know, just putting a tour like this together. So, and I, I'm always, uh, I sometimes have a hard time different, differentiating the business mindset and the artistic mindset. So, right. in a business sense, the way that we wanted to go about this tour was make a really appealing ticket for um, Hail Sun fan. We've done t- headline tours in the past where we try to bring out different uh, demographics, I guess, of yes. genres, and that's and that's not wrong either. It, it is what it is, and, right. and it, it can work a lot of the time. But for this tour, we wanted to really own what we're a part of and bring out support bands that hail the sun ticket buyers are just going to be more stoked on. Right, make it's it, the synergy, yes, if you will, yes, make it super yes. appealing. And and all of us know each other so well. We've been playing in bands, um, uh, playing on in bands with each other for so long, playing with each other's bands since like 2012, 2013. So it's cool uh, to, to put together a billing that feels like really owning the community that we're a part of yeah. and that we've helped to also continue to build over the last five years. And it seems to to really be working. I mean, people are stoked. The, the fans were coming out really, really like the lineup. And it's cool to see something... Uh, I guess the fruits of all of our labor and mm-hmm. cultivating a scene that is so diehard and so into it. it. It's really fucking awesome. It feels good. And I think it was the right move for sure for this tour. I, I love it. I love it too. And, and it's, uh, sorry, there's a, it's a very, we're sitting in my car <laughs> in downtown Toronto and it's like a little overwhelming right yeah. now. There's like some strange woman drinking what's she drinking it looks like piss <laughs> <laughs> and this dude's like just having a smoke and there's some homeless people over there and there's a car like looked like it was gonna kill us um now this guy's standing up oh no he's just having a seat he's he's, he's a good this is toronto man guy. i this love is, it yeah we're right in the shit here well we couldn't really do it in the green room because it was it was gonna be too loud when been, yeah when um the first band is it how do you say their first name is band i, I didn't want to say their band name wrong on the tour, Vs. 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 Not Viz. No, not Viz. Or Vs. Yeah, it's it's a pretty complicated name, even yes. though it's three fucking letters. Vs. And that's um, Alan, who drums for us. Yes. That's his band. Yes. And of course, you know Alan. We've toured together. Yes, I love Alan. Alan's a f- Alan's uh, a trip, man. He is. He's a great guy. Follow him on Twitter. He's uh, oh, he's got he's a great a, Twitter account. He's a thirsty dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but but that's I mean that's just another example of keep it keep it in the family. Yeah, dude. Uh, with the tour, I, I like absolutely love that. Um, yeah, Kurt Travis is here. Yeah, that's dude. Just, Kurt's man, here. He's a, he's a you know friend of the podcast. So so I absolutely love that. Uh, another thing that you do, uh, in addition to many bands and projects, is you are a booking agent. Yep. Which we talked about a little bit on the la- the last time and, and some of that balance. But I feel like as as Hail the Sun is getting bigger, um, as you're doing other projects, 
is it getting harder and harder to coordinate this? That's a great question. Um, no, it's not getting harder, though I just have to make sure to continuously maintain my workflow. And, and in, some, in some ways, it almost is getting easier, especially on this tour. We're in a bandwagon, so we have a driver, um, and that's been really nice to be able to sleep through the overnight drives and wake right. up and be able to start to work. Uh, I do have an assistant, and that definitely helps for sure at, at the agency. But I think it kind of it, it really only helps because I just build stronger relationships, not only with the people that I'm working with, uh, promoters, other agents, managers, but also the bands uh, that I I work with as well. Absolutely, the police just went yeah, by, and I thought are, they were they were like rolled up behind know, us, like, and oh, I was what? like, uh, I thought we were going to have to explain what we're doing sitting in the car on microphones here. But uh, they should really be talking to the girl that's drinking her own piss over here. Yeah, they, they don't seem to mind. Oh, I think she's hiding the she's hiding the bottle now. Look, she's hiding the bottle and she's looking over at the mm. the cost. What are they doing though? I don't know, dude. I, I don't know if I'm on board with the Toronto Police, man. I I remember this this one story, um, and and I want to talk more about you in a second. But no, okay. so my my ex girlfriend, she you know good looking girl, uh. We used to work at retail, so they'd get off work like pretty late, you know, like 11 p.m. kind of yeah. after the, you know, managing after they shut down the store and stuff. So her and her other colleague, you know, two pretty girls, they're driving in the city, and uh, I guess uh, the she's got like a expired tag or something, right? Okay. So she gets pulled over, expired tag. The cop comes over and. I guess there's some other problem, like something else, some other issue with her insurance or something, right? Mm. So, you know, it's 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 it pretty much a routine traffic stop. Yeah. You give them a ticket, and you, you know, so so there the cop goes back to the car, and another cop car pulls up. And cop gets out of the car. Oh, how you doing, ladies? Mm. And they're like, uh, fine. Oh, what's wrong? It's like, oh, well, just I guess my insurance, like I don't have my new insurance slip in my car. It's like, oh, okay. Sit in the car waiting. Third car pulls up. Mm. Cop comes over. What are you guys doing tonight? You guys uh, partying tonight? They're like, no, we're just coming home from work. Fourth cop car. Fifth cop car. What? There's the cops fuck, all hanging dude. out, like around them, like showing off. Like, so a different cop comes up to the car again, and this is like the third or fourth one that's approached them, and it's like, hey, ladies, how you doing? And all that shit, and they're like. Um, is everything okay? Like, you know, there's a lot of cars here. And the cop goes, oh yeah, no, no, it's fine. We just heard on the radio, you guys were hot. You know, what the fuck is that? So of course the cop lets them off with a warning. And I'm just like, man, that's fucked up. Like, don't they have better things to do than, you know, like that's, that's messed up. Right. So I don't know, man. I, I. One Never thing. been a huge fan of cops. No, uh, I I know we have cops listening to this right now, and we have <laughs> cops. We have cops of the members members of the All Access Club. I don't think all cops are bad, but no, that kind of shit, man. Like, ah, uh, not not a fan. This is definitely a, a sort of a tangent, but it's something like just as just because you're talking about it, something I feel so strongly about. In theory, and I've written about this, a police officer is a public servant. That's honorable. That's a fucking honorable job to want to take care of your community. Mm-hmm. They work for us. I don't know what the situation is like in in Canada, but of course, U.S. has a definite. Um, oh, this guy's walking up to us now. No, yeah, he, he he was looking at us. Um, 
This is he? Are they all talking to this guy? I don't know. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know what they're doing over there. It just like you said. It's yeah. It, not all cops are bad. Like it's an honorable job. In the U.S., there's such a. It's it's just the stigma is so bad because they it's become more frightening and 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 an abuse of power and making sure that they're protected and right. they're right. Uh, no matter what, if your word against a police officer's word, we even have footage of police officers doing fucked up shit, and they're still not held accountable. Yeah. So I am not uh, the idea of a police officer. It's honorable. It really is. You're a public servant. You're serving the community. That's great. But too, uh, too often the power gets to their head, and it becomes just about them being right more than anything, and intimidating, and getting yeah. away with shit. Well, the other problem too is is when one cop does something bad, and the other cop they don't agree with it, mm-hmm. but they kind of have to look the other way. That's, that's what I mean, right? Like because boys. there's the the right or yeah, or even not even just boys. It's just that's just like you don't rat on. It's, that's what I mean. Like you, your you know your colleague, you know, in any you, you know, you, it's, it's like you're looking out for your kind. But when that right. happens, no one's held accountable. Yeah, and what that. Sh- that's an that sets an, an example saying we can continue doing whack shit and get away with it because we're a coalition and no one's gonna rat the other one out. So we're gonna keep getting away with shit that we shouldn't be. Yeah, and this, that's that's this, a problem. This uh, story I, I don't know if you heard it just happened yesterday, but the the cop that went into the wrong apartment and shot that and person. Shot the guy. Did I you just hear? saw she that got, ten years, sentenced. right? Yeah, ten years. Ten years, dude. Like, they wanted way more than that. I, I mean, I, I don't, I can't really comment. I don't know all the details of the case. I can't either. To, you know, to be fair, I can't but, either. But, I mean, I know that, that, like, today they they were going through her phone, like, records and finding that she said some things that were, like, questionably racist and stuff. You know, like, when you get into that, it's like, that whole level of stuff, it's like, damn, man. But, I don't know. It's, it's it, it would be tough. T- to be a police officer would, would be tough. I, I admit that. You have to be able to have people flip you off to your face potentially right. and say fucked up shit and you still have to be honorable enough to be like, my job is still to defend you as a public servant. That's a tough thing to have to do. I get why it would be. It could be shitty sometimes for sure. Right. But I, I respect the people that really respect the job. I really do. But yeah. I've also encountered... In my in my past life, some not so pleasant experiences with cops. It's summer. It's hot outside. I know a lot of us are enjoying the weather out in the backyard or on a patio. And personally, I love to grab a refreshing Miller High Life. Miller High Life is unpretentious, high quality, and is there to celebrate the wins of every day, big or small, whether it's a promotion at work finishing off some tasks around the house, or even just finding all your socks in the dryer. It's within everyone's reach and was founded on that principle back in 1903 that everyone should enjoy the good life. It's still brewed the same way with refreshing champagne-like tiny bubbles, either in an iconic glass bottle or for this summer in limited edition champagne cans. It brings pride to those simple summer moments that don't have to be big to call for celebration. Miller High Life, the champagne of beers, a quality beer within everyone's reach. Celebrate responsibly, Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 
I just got sent awesome new wireless earbuds from Raycon. I opened the box, opened up my phone, and literally in less than a minute, I was jamming out to my favorite tunes. What struck me right away was how well these fit. And then how amazing they sound. Definitely more bass than my other wireless headphones. But the biggest game changer is the price. The E25 earbuds they sent me start at half the price of other premium wireless earbuds on the market, have six hours of playtime, and really are super comfortable, whether it's music, conference calls, or binging this podcast. And there's no dangling wires or stems to distract other people if you're on a video call. The company was co-founded by Ray J and celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Mike Tyson, and Melissa Etheridge are just a few people obsessed with Raycons. Whether you're working from home or working on your fitness, you want what you're listening to to be what you're listening to, not the other distractions from the room. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds, but before you drop hundreds of dollars on a pair, check out wireless earbuds from Raycon. Now's the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash LSS. That's B-U-Y-R-A-Y-C-O-N dot com slash LSS for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. Buyraycon.com slash LSS. Is it time to talk about your past life? Oh, man, I, I, I have some some wild uh, uh Well, I'm sure you do. I mean, you, you, <laughs> you've been pretty open um, about your battles with addiction in the past. Mm. And I actually read an article you wrote about addiction you um you wrote a letter to your to yourself oh that's right uh yeah basically I, I think the idea was you were writing it to yourself like the day that you got sober yeah and you know what was interesting about it is you wrote it on september 28 2018 which is almost one year to the day because today is october 2nd oh 2019. shit yeah so it's been a year since you wrote that and i thought that and and the article um well, it's on talkhouse.com. That's People right. can probably search for it. Donovan Malero, talkhouse.com if they want to see it. And, and I really recommend it for anybody that uh, is struggling with any kind of addiction because even myself and, and some of the, the things that I've been through, and, and I don't claim to be like a full-blown addict. I, I ha- like drugs and alcohol haven't ruined my life. Um, well, not completely <laughs> anyway. No, you're uh, <laughs> you, you know, but I, I've had my, you know, my struggles and stuff like that. And I felt like the things that you wrote were very inspiring, especially the part, uh, just, just, just the, the thing that you said about how you're going to focus on music mm. and you're going to focus on business. And that's, those are good things. And then the fact that you are a person that can't drink and do drugs mm. And there are people that can, but you can't, and that's okay. Yeah, you know, and you put it in very in terms where the whole thing read uh, very positively. Awesome, and Thank I really, you, really enjoyed it, and I, I I found it very inspiring. That was that was the most important. That was probably the hardest hurdle to get over, especially because I turned twenty one a year after I got clean. Mm-hmm. So I I in college, you know, you turn twenty one, you go to the bars right. and you party. And for a long time, I really tried to still live a nightlife like that without drinking. Right. Sometimes, sure, it would it would be cool. But having to get past the point of, well, why can't I? Like, that person can do it, so maybe I can. Maybe I can't. Right. Thankfully, I never really went down that road again. Um, I kept stopping myself. But finally being able to just think, 
like tell my talking to myself, you can't, you just can't like, and that's totally fine. If you do, because every time I would, something would go off in my head. Because I, I had before that time, I had my relapse times. I'd be clean for maybe a month or two. I would drink, and I, would, I never had a crazy problem with alcohol. Sure, I would use it to the abuse point, but I'd always relapse on the other substances. I'd, I'd get yeah. drunk and then be like, fuck, you know what sounds good right now, and then go and do it. It right. always led there. Right. I just couldn't do it. But finally getting past that, like, I just can't. That's okay. You're going to be better off for it. Just accept it. And kind of giving... I, I don't have... I uh, I know the language in recovery groups can be tricky because people are afraid of the word God and giving your will mm-hmm. over to God and stuff. I don't have... I have a higher power that... Um, and on times like that, I had to, especially at the beginning, uh, really practice giving... Really letting go of control and just letting my higher power, which for me was the universe, something greater than myself, right. guide me. Why was I fighting? I was fucking swimming upstream, making yeah. life so difficult for myself and thinking of all the why I can't instead of what can I do. I'm in control right, of a lot right, of other shit. Right. The serenity prayer was a huge part that I still will cite to this day. In fact, last night I was, I was saying it. Uh, I mean, it's nothing too... It's There's nothing crazy going on now, but just the whole idea of knowing what you can control, the wisdom to know what you can't control... Yep. Um, and knowing the difference between the two. Yes. And that's that still helps me to this day. And once I was able to completely let go of that, sh- piss it to the fucking wind, it felt a lot better. And when I was able to uh, start doing more productive things instead of uh, uh, more self-doubt and then like thinking why. Self-destruction. Yeah, yeah exactly. Sure. Or that, that's what it leads to. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a year. I mean... You wrote that a year wrote ago. That a year ago, has yeah. it been a good year? I mean, for yourself, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's been a great, great year for your career. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, like honestly, congratulations with all the stuff you've done. It's been amazing. Thanks. But dude. you know, personally, I feel like it's it's kind of a good way to market. If if that was written a year ago, almost exactly to the day. Yeah, that's crazy. You can kind of look back and go, okay, I wrote that a year ago. Has was that sort of a big step in? You know my last year yeah. and, and the the my journey through this fucking world. You know, yeah. Well, th- this this year, two thousand nineteen, um, I hit my decade mark of sobriety. So that that was a cool congratulations. To, to look back. Thank you on on everything that has happened since that point. Um, definitely a lot of pinch me moments. And like, if I were to be the twenty year old, fast forty to fast fast forwarding to where I'm at now and the stuff that's happened, it's been pretty incredible. Um, the year in general, it's, it's been good. I I haven't actually thought about that, and no one's asked it. It's a great question. Oh, well, it's not that you know great a question, but uh, <laughs> glad you're appreciating it. Yeah, it's 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 been cool. I've been able to uh, what I've tried to focus on a lot over the last year is growth. Right, not becoming too comfortable. There's things that happen that can shake you to your core, and out of those moments come growth. Uh, Forming Nova Charisma was a a big part of that, a big part of starting something from the ground up. It's my third real band pursuit. Of course, Hail the Sun's always been my baby. Then there was Cienvar, and then yep. Nova Charisma. Starting that from the ground up was yep. like let's. It it was exciting to have to do it again, but we know so much more about the way that we want to be the way things work we kind of have a bigger platform on our own with with Sergio and I I mean we we put the the vinyl on sale 
the first day that we announced the project, we, we put up a vinyl variant without any music, and they sold out in 24 hours. And that was one of those, like, <laughs> holy shit, this is a testament to people supporting what we're doing with kind of just our names on it and, and us being attached to it without having to hear a single note of music. And, we, and actually maybe... You should have just changed it all the farts. <laughs> I was about to say, it made me fucking nervous because I'm thinking, dude, what if we release this? People will start hitting up merch now like, yo, can we get a refund actually? We're the fart band. <laughs> Luckily, that that didn't happen. People seemed still really excited. And that's something like the, the, the biggest goal outside of growth uh, as a human, growth as an artist, um, p- forcing myself to be in, uh, in situations that make me uncomfortable because they lead to... Um, uh, a different perspective, right? A, a different form of growth. Uh, what I want to do is also be able to leave some type of just mark in, in in this scene and whatever I'm doing. I enjoy doing it. That's the bottom line. It's the only reason why I I do the stuff that I'm doing is because I enjoy it. It's not for anyone else. But the fact oh, we're just very lucky that it affects other people in a positive way, and I want to it be able to con- continuously put stuff out that um, people can relate to or connect with. Right. That's a super cool feeling and something I've back to my high school, junior high school years, that that's what I wanted to do is have an umbrella yeah. of stuff that I work underneath that I'm constantly being able to do shit with. I think that's really, really cool and and I completely believe you when you say that. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Next question. But one thing that always strikes me about you and your projects is there's a very high level of musicianship mm. on what you do. It isn't simple. Mm-hmm. You know, it's there's always I mean, I'm listening to the new Hail, Hail the Sun record. It's like, oh, there's a like just a random blast beat. That's pretty <laughs> crazy. You know, um, and just some of the uh, arrangements of the songs and and, you know, key changes that you guys do and just chord progressions you don't hear every day and, yeah. and just different rhythms and like that seems like that 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 must be <laughs> these fucking calls man <laughs> oh actually it's my sister I thought it was um, I'll call you back Rena um, <laughs> I thought it was like just one of those like fucking robot calls yeah. I get all day every day <laughs> kill me but um, uh, but but I, I forget where I was but uh, you know I, I really th- think that that's a big part of what you do in almost all your projects um is that is that important to you or is that just the way that you know how to make music and uh is are you talking about the musicianship and yeah the musicianship the technicality of it you know because i i feel like i'd love to hear you with an acoustic guitar playing c g a minor f (laughs) and see what happens you know what i mean but i don't know if that's ever gonna happen um it's not as important as it once was to be really complicated. Right. I I love playing progressive rock, post-hardcore music. I probably always will. And it's a part of me, for sure. Yeah. Anything I touch or do, I feel like it's going to have those roots. But that was that's what's so cool about the new thing with Nova Charisma, uh, with Sergio, is it both, it felt natural to do something different with him. Him and I have always been on the same level and, um, and we have a very common vision. And we really respect each other's songwriting, and we wanted to continue that uh, going forward, even if it wasn't complicated music. 
And, right. and, and people will see an exposition two, which will be coming out uh, fairly soon. That It's been recorded. Yeah, it's been recorded. It, uh, who did you work with on that one, if you can tell us? That one was Mike Watts. In, oh, nice. In Voodoo Studios. Cool. He did Culture Scars with Hale Sun. I built a relationship with him at that point. Then he did Stola's uh, self-titled record. He is... We fucking love him, dude. Mike So he's Mike more of great. a familiar guy, because you'd never worked with Brian McTurney before, right? Yeah, we never worked so with this is a, this is It's interesting that you do the first one with you know, a guy that's more unknown. Yeah. You'd think you'd go the other way around, right? Yeah, yeah. To kind of get your feet wet as that a new was, project. But. That was just due to the uh, available uh, available dates, honestly. Oh, yeah, okay. I, I, th- I think that's why we did in that order, and it happens to come out that way as well in terms of the order we're putting them out. But it's not so chaotic. It's something more that we can uh, sit and bob our head to and realize that we don't need to go full force but not trying not to. Just it was it mm-hmm. was like the natural progression. And I, I listened to your Daryl Palumbo podcast. I texted you about that actually. Fucking, right, right. He's such a G. But something <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. I've always I love Daryl. Dude, he's he's so good and I've Have for, you met him before? Yes. And the thing one of the things I respect so much about him and his career was he has glass jaw and then head automatica, dude. Like hits everyone with this pop band that's also so fucking good. And it was a natural So good thing. and still him, right? That's like, exactly what still, I mean. It was, it was amazing that his voice just worked over this That's, like seamlessly. Dude, exactly right. He hit yeah. the nail on the head. Yeah. And I respected that. I've always wanted to be able to uh, transcend in, into different styles. And um, I feel like with these further expositions, I mean, it'll continue to happen with Hail the Sun too, of course, but with this whole yeah. new thing with the different person where it's just me and Sergio and of course Carlo as um uh, helping to write as well, we were able to do something like that where it still has the traces of us. It still has our characteristics in it. It's just a different take, a different perspective, and it works. We're we are so stoked on all the expositions um, that we ended up doing, and we don't have to confine ourselves to just doing fast, chaotic music, even though right. we love it. We've, <laughs> we've done it and we want to, yep. we'll continue doing it. I'm sure. But the natural step with the direction that we were going with this just took us into, um, more of a focus on songwriting and not like, let's make sure we have a five, four part here coming up. Exactly. It was like, it was just straightforward kind of on its own. And I, I think people will like it. I think they'll hear it. I mean, I hope they do. We do, but that's yet to be seen. We, we were stoked on the first, I think the order is correct. Expedition one still a little, a little crazy. It's yes. got, it's got its progressive elements. Expedition two, there's still some, some progressive sides to it, but it's much more, um, just driving. I know. It feels great. But music, music is so interesting like that. And I think I probably speak for a lot of people, but you know, when I was a kid, um, and I was listening to music, like I wanted to hear, like I wanted to hear Slayer. Like I loved Slayer yeah. and like fast, yeah. crazy, like the crazier, the most extreme thing ever. Yeah. And then, um, writing, if I would write with somebody, it would be like, let's just say I'm a kid, I'm writing. It's like, mm. Oh, what's the riff? Is the riff yeah. heavy? Is the riff fast? Yeah. Is, is it a cool riff? You know, is it sound dark? Yeah, yeah. Now I write with someone. It's like, so what do you want to say? Like, what's yep. on your mind? Dude. What's going on in the world? Like, what, what, what are you trying to express? So relatable. It's such a, it's such a different. You know, this guy just take a picture of us. It's kind of weird. Okay, well, whatever. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I think he did. I think he did. Dude. We should use that as the uh, the photo for the for the podcast graphic. Hey, dude, can we can you email that to me? Uh, the but but no, it, it's it really is true. And how how music changes with your writing, but also like music changes with my taste. Like yeah. these days, I don't put on a lot of Sepultura, uh, but. I fucking love REM, and I yeah. don't know. I don't know when I started liking REM. Interesting. I hated them when I was a kid. <laughs> now I'm now I hear it on the radio, and I'm like, oh, this is damn. Yeah, this like, <laughs> I think it's just like you get old and you just start to like dad rock. <laughs> you know how much Brian Adams I listen to these days? It's just it's. Uh, I mean, there's something to be said. I think for maturity coming in and like maybe, you know, it's okay not to fight it. Yeah, dude. That that's such a great way to word it mm-hmm. um i've really been trying like to 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 add on to that to go off of feeling to go off what feels right like what feels good creating sometimes there's been times where i maybe something might feel a little forced but i i think it's the right thing to do so i'll do it um i it, i prefer to trust my gut and what it, it, it sounds cheesy, but um, for lack of a better term, your heart. Your heart kind of already knows a lot of the answers and what feels good moving mm-hmm. forward and what you should do. It's really being able to take that advice, and even if you don't want to, and, and move with it. I've been trying to be m- more aware of that when it comes to songwriting and, uh, and musicianship. And right now, I feel like I'm in a really good spot with both Hail the Sun writing and with yeah. uh, the new project writing, uh, with Nova, they both feel really good. And when you said like uh, in in a session, someone might ask like, "So what are you trying to say?" That's like the new question. It, it, it's not so much what's the riff. It's right. what do I want to say? What can I say? Even if it's stuff that I may have already said, but just in a different perspective or yeah. something new. And I gotta dig sometimes. I really have to dig. Yeah. But with digging, as you know, I mean, you put out so many records. Comes growth. You just. Yeah, that's the biggest. Like, I want to just continue to try to grow um, internally, externally, as a songwriter, as as a musician, as a person. And when that happens, it becomes easier to say the things that I want to totally, say. Totally, and and you're right. And you get older, and you get busier. I I don't know. There's there's more responsibilities. Mm. It feels. I feel like ten years ago, I was so much less stressed there was just so much going like so much less going on yeah that now one thing that i've started to do and i don't like that i do it Mm. in like when i when i say it i don't like it but in actual practice it's awesome Mm. and what i do is i actually schedule time with myself to be creative nice so i actually and i actually have found that yes there are still times when oh there's this like idea in my head, like yeah. I'll grab an acoustic, or mm. if in your case, grab a bass. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, like I'll I'll still have those times, but they were getting fewer and further between. When it was like my my mind was getting clouded with like, oh well, I gotta like uh, I gotta do this like plumbing job, and mm. then I have to like you know, oh this like there's just all these like little things. I don't know why I said plumbing. I think it's because I installed the toilet today. <laughs> Literally this morning I installed a new toilet. I couldn't but do that. You could. It's really actually really easy. In fact, if you're looking to do some man shit that like you feel really good about, a toilet is a great place to start. 
Like, it'll take you like an hour. It's easy. And like the results, like it's like, this is cool. I shit on this, man. From scratch, like a brand new toilet, you bring it in. Yeah, you just you take the old one out and you put the new one in. And it's actually, you know, it's actually pretty that, easy. It's a pretty rewarding that experience. That is some man shit, dude. Yeah, it's it's good. Literally. Try, try it at home. Kids, try it at home. <laughs> but but uh, no, honestly, like when I started scheduling time and saying, okay, like this block, yeah. the same way that you might schedule a band practice with other people, yeah. just I started doing it with myself. Mm-hmm. Being like, this is time that I'm going to put aside. And uh, once I kind of got over the weirdness of that, yeah. I almost like, um, I would prepare in my own head for it. Mm-hmm. To when I, where I got there, I almost kind of had ideas that I didn't know were there. Just from pre-planning it. Are, you is, know? Are you... That's like a new tack. That's like a new life hack I have. It's like, it's like do go do the thing. Confirm yeah. the thing. Yeah. And figure it out later. Interesting. You know? Are you Rather like... than trying to figure every little detail out and then you know do it are you just do the thing and then you know figure it out as you go it kind of works are you actually calendaring this like it's like yeah calendar and, and that's the that's the whole i had to and so then um what happens if like do you have a cutoff or do you just go as long as oh no, no i have a cutoff so yeah. then if you're but is it usually, so it's important to is, have a cutoff is it because, work itself out though or are you ever like fuck i'm still really in this right now i don't um, want to cut off yeah like i guess if in that case, yeah. The same way that, like, with anything, if you're, okay, like, let's true. say you have a band practice with some guys or, like, a rehearsal, mm. and you're, like, it's going really well, yeah. you can stay at a little longer, okay. right? You know, if, I, that kind of thing. But generally, I would I would put it in a, a position where it's, like, okay, I have from, it doesn't have to be a long window. It can just be, like, two hours, let's say. Yeah. Where it's, like, okay, two hours, boom, get down to it. Nice. Turn your phone off, like, you know, turn your internet off, like, just, and just work, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's a it's kind of a new a new approach. That's so, tight, dude. I've really enjoyed talking to you about this stuff, man. It's this has been a bit of a different podcast, but I think something that a lot of people can can get maybe a little bit of inspiration from. Hopefully, you know of of how you can be more creative in your life. It doesn't even have to be music related, you know. Yeah, just anything that you do. Yeah, or you're passionate about. Do you ever just do you go on walks? Yeah, I love walking. I I'm a big walker. Love that. And I, I live in uh, Alhambra, California, now South Pasadena, uh, with Sergio. He he's my roommate. But the area is really nice and I'll just I like to go out for a walk for anywhere from even thirty minutes to an hour and a half and mm-hmm. just think. Because it's a trip that we have this crazy complex brain that we can use at any time. Some people don't even get to use it. Like, we're so lucky to be able to have that. And I'll just walk and think and walk and think and make notes uh, in my in, in the notes app of shit that I yeah. either want to do, lyrics, melody ideas. I'm sure I look like a crazy person when I'm singing into my phone really loudly over sure. traffic walking down the street. But that's something I like to do, not only at home, but when I come to these other spots, like, yeah. like the Toronto just walk. That's it's, that's the same. Like, that's making time with dude. yourself to be creative. It's the same idea. It's fucking you know? great. Yeah. There's no destination really. The destination is really just where I uh where I started cuz I got to circle back. It's usually the venue. Right. But that's always really fun. I love to just think. Drive same thing with driving. Actually Yeah. Uh we were talking about that on this tour we have a bandwagon. It's our first club tour with a bandwagon. It's been fucking awesome. Cool. But there's, there's some of those endearing driving moments. Um, that I'm sure it's been a long time since you've had to do. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> but but those Probably driving, 14, like 14 or 15 years. 3 or 4 a.m., you got a bunch of coffee in you. You're, yeah. you're listening nowadays to a good podcast or a, or a band. 
and just like combing through your mind's file cabinet. Mm-hmm. And that's it's so fucking nice. I do miss that part I, of it. The thing I miss most about the, the van touring and that, all that stuff was, is mostly the interaction with the other guys mm-hmm. because you kind of start to lose that a little bit when you're in a bus or bandwagon because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, okay, it's, it's time for bed. You go, it's not even time for bed and like sleeping necessarily. It's just like, okay, I'm, I'm going out in for the night. Yeah. You close your curtain and yeah. you're in there by yourself and then you don't really see anybody for like, you know, nine, 10 hours yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. until you wake up and then maybe people are scattered and then you don't, you don't have the same interaction where when you're riding in a van for hours and hours like this, you know, yeah. right, like we're yeah. sitting in a car, this close to somebody, you know, you have, you have, you have interaction, you have, you have conversations, you listen yeah. to music together, you listen Definitely. to podcasts together. It's, it's like a, I, I miss that part most. And I think that there's something that can be in, inspiring about that, mm-hmm. but also you might want to, you know, um, kill each other too after a <laughs> while right that's the other the other side of the coin yeah well we've been van and trailer touring for so fucking long now that we i feel like if that was to happen it would have we've luckily gotten over that hump of knowing how to yes. deal with us or each other in close spaces yes. it's definitely been it they're they're heated moments but <laughs> it's still uh still fun and you guys look like you still have a ton of fun on tour i mean yeah oh yeah oh yeah when we toured with you in the UK, you were out hanging out every single night, just yeah, going on, saying what's up. No, that was that was a really fun tour. I love, I loved, I love that tour. I know you guys were great too. That was a lot of fun. We got yeah. we really meshed with you guys like instantly. That was super sick. So yeah, it's, it's cool to see. It was a short tour, as I recall. Yeah, it, it was. was. It was only ten days each. And it was so bloody cold, and our bus like heat didn't really work. Oh, I yeah. I was freezing cold for like the entire whatever ten days of that tour. It was like horrible <laughs> to be honest that's the it's funny how that stuff like you, you don't really remember until you think about it do but, oh man at the time it was awful do the bus companies give you a, a, a break when that shit happens or nah fuck no fuck no no i mean if we probably if we really bitched yeah. maybe but i'm like i tend to be like i tend to get cold easily too okay. so maybe it was worse for me than the other guys it's just but. so essential dude you're touring in the winter time you're gonna want like that's part of the reason why you have I know, man. Comfort at home. Anyway. I, I know, I know. Yeah. Uh, so one last thing to talk to you about is the Lead Singer Syndrome All Access Club. Yeah. Because you're a member. I am, dude. Yeah. And you are, I believe, no, actually Steve from Punchline too. You and Steve from Punchline, I believe, are the only two uh, active musician members of the All Access Club. So thank you very much for your support, dude, Donovan. yeah, of course. And man. I like that you chime in on the Facebook I, from dude, time to time. I, I comb that group. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll go through that group There's some good stuff in there, man. What people are talking about. Yeah, there is. It's a cool... Everyone's really supportive of each other. Yes. And that's cool. I feel like a lot of Facebook groups these days are toxic. They're just full mm-hmm. of toxic bullshit and dumb memes. But right. people love each other. We have they're some all dumb memes, they're, but, <laughs> but they're, they're most of the time they're pretty pretty funny. The the sinners, they're all they the all sinners. look out for each other, and that's cool. And they'll like plan to meet up in different cities. And yeah, stuff. I love the meetups, and it was cool. Like the last headliner we did, almost every day I met up with a group. You know, we'd have like just like a drink or oh yeah, or right. or like a you know a cup of water before the gig, and uh, yeah, it was really really fun. That's and awesome, it's, dude. It's been a really uplifting experience for for me and i I hope for all of them i mean yeah it's cool to see you build this business and this brand that is lead singer syndrome yeah yeah it's it's cool man it's on it every single week you're doing yeah a new thing it's good though i i love um there's so much i love about it i love the friends that i've met through it Mm -hmm. and the relationships that i've you know 
had um and just all the people that that email me and say like oh my god like i love this i just found your show i like where have you been all my life kind of stuff and like you know they're counting on me for every week for their commute or their other work or like they're aspiring musicians that want to know stuff like we talked about yeah yeah. which is like really cool if we can if we can inspire somebody to to make some great art music whatever it is that's just really cool so i i've really enjoyed this like a lot so does it get but hard? thank you for the support man yeah dude the six dollars a month hey, it, it, <laughs> it helps dude D- does it get hard to stay on top of it on the road uh you or know even in general i'd say on the road it, it can be hard some weeks are hard last week was hard where we were doing pre-production for a new record mm. like that's and you know pre- pre-production could be man oh so that <sighs> was a endless tough, that was a tough week um, sometimes it can be, it can be a little bit hard if, if I got like a scheduling issue where like someone cancels on me and yeah. then I'm like, Oh, I got to get an episode up this week. And yeah. you know, sometimes that can be tough. And that, I'd say that like booking of the guests is probably the part that I like the least. Okay. Cause it's just, it's just, that's just the most difficult. Yeah. But I love the conversations and I love like, I, I even like editing it yeah. and I like doing the intros. I love, and one thing I really like doing is I, um, uh, I always pick the music. Mm-hmm. So I, I'll do uh, the song at the end, mm-hmm. and I'll do a, usually do a clip in the beginning mm-hmm. uh, that's only like a thirty second clip. And I and I really sometimes I take a kind of absurdly long time to pick that if it's an artist that I maybe don't know that well. Yeah, Because yeah. I want I want people to like the music, and I want people to check at the guest, and I want it to be good for the guest. Yeah. So when I have that, I usually try to pick like the most banging chorus yeah for that 30 second part right so it's like so people are like oh man this is like really good i'm really like you know this is cool i want to you know interest interested in this and then at the end i try to pick like a song that you know people will grab onto or or a song that encapsulates kind of what the 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 essence of the artist so those like things that i do i really really enjoy with the that's awesome dude well i mean it's cool to see you continuing to just keep up at it. It's gonna Build be. It. It's gonna be tough for this episode. What to play because you have so much stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right. Do I? Right. Because I. I probably want to play a "Hail the Sun" song. No, I think I want to do a Nova Charisma song at the end. Uh-huh. Maybe a "Hail the Sun" song for the beginning. Club. Yeah, that'd be cool. That's what I probably got to do. Yeah, that's works for me, man. I don't know, but hey. Uh, I, I'm believe me. I'm not gonna pick it right now, <laughs> but I'll I'll agonize over it, and you know it's it's. Just it, I enjoy it, and I I get to hear a lot of really good music that way from from the guests. So, are there any guests you've had where you've have never heard of them until like people are actually recommending them, and then you you figure you, you find them, you're like, holy shit! I'd- yeah, there's been a, a few. There's most of the bands at least I've heard of a name. Yeah, you know what I mean. Just because I'm kind of you know I'm in the loop, I'm right, in the scene, I'm a working musician, so yeah. it's rare that I'll like never have heard of a, a band that's big enough that I want to have them on the show. Makes sense. You know? Um, so usually, but, um, like, one band that I actually had never listened to, this is going back a few years now, but somebody was like, oh, you should uh, you should have Real Friends. Uh, Dan from Real Friends. He's a nice mm-hmm. guy on, on the Dan's show. Dan's awesome. So, yes, I was like, oh, yeah, I've, like, and I, my, like, what I thought that band was and what they are mm-hmm. was, like, really different. Interesting. I was like, and I love them so much. Like yeah. right, right away, I was like, I love, I love their music. Yeah. And me and Dan are such good homies now. That's awesome. I think he's going to be back for another episode pretty soon. That's cool. So that'll happen all the time when it's like there'll just be some band that I'm like, oh, maybe I've like heard of them, whatever. And then I'm like, actually, like this band is sick. Yeah. 
It happens all the time. That's awesome. Yeah. Dan's really easy to talk to also. I like, know. We did He's a, a sweetheart, man. Very Absolute open. Absolute sweetheart. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, anything else to tell the people? It's uh, it's almost showtime for you. You got like a... Are you a big warmer-upper? Do you do a lot of warming up? Um, I feel like I could always do more, but mm. I do definitely try to warm up the, the voice a little bit. You're doing a long um, show, over an hour. Yeah, over an hour set yeah. on this headline tour, which is cool because we don't get to play as many... We hardly get to play the deep cuts that we're playing or uh, as many songs as we want to play. So it, uh, And I get to do... Uh, a bunch up front, go to the back to drum some, and then I finish the set up front. Cool. Yeah, I can't wait. It's it's cool. But yeah, I'll warm up for about 10 minutes. You playing any bass? Scales. No. You got to play bass, man. <laughs> Not tonight. I no. want one bass song. We have we uh, <laughs> we have a, a, a great, capable, funny bassist, yes. John. Yes, you do. But with, uh, with Nova, maybe? Who, who knows? Maybe who knows? one day. Who knows? If we can grow a t- separate arms and shit. Because Sergio played keys as well, so we have to grow a third arm so we can play keys live <laughs> while he plays guitar. Yeah, man. Well, it's awesome. It's awesome to see you doing so well. And thanks for taking the time and sitting in this Dude, thank very... Dude, man. I mean, Queen West, the Queen West neighborhood of Toronto is known for being a little bit weird. So I think this is right. This is right on point. This was great. I, I, I really did enjoy being able to chat. This is fucking awesome. Thanks Hell for yeah, taking the time to have me back on of the course, show. Of course, man. Anytime. It's a lot of fun. Music lovers. Yes. Lovers. All right. Well, hey, well, you know what? Fuck it. Pick a song for a Nova Christmas song. Which one do you want to play of the three? Let's play Misleading the Story. Misleading the Story. Here it is on Lead Singer Syndrome. Thank you, Donovan. Thank you.
So there's music from Nova Charisma, Donovan's new band, and they're killing it. And I know they have a whole bunch of stuff coming out real soon for y'all. So keep your ear to the ground, just one ear, not both ears. That would be kind of impossible, but an ear, a single ear to the ground to hear more news about Nova Charisma. And go see Hail the Sun on tour right now with some other amazing bands. It is not to be missed. I love Hail the Sun so much. Thank you, Donovan, for taking the time out of your busy touring schedule to sit in my filthy car and talk to me. That was a very, very, very nice of you. Next week, we'll be back. Uh, it, I got two possible episodes on tap. I don't know which one it's going to be, but they're both awesome. So make sure, again, you hit that subscribe button. I do not want you to miss it. Yeah, just go on go on social media. Follow us uh, on Instagram, Twitter. Hit me up, email, leadsingersyndrome at gmail.com. Do whatever it is that you want to do. It is all good. I love it. I'll leave you with another tune. Hail the Sun. They got a single out right now. It's called Devastate and Recalibrate. Here it is on Lead Singer Syndrome. We'll see you next week. Peace and love. Beautiful. I want you to know that I'm scared that you'll no longer want me and all I request is you hurt me your best so I Yeah.
you to know that I'm scared.